being the boob diva wasn't as great as I'd expected. I'd been so underappreciated at that job for so long that when appreciation finally came, it felt false. Maybe I'd built up too many expectations. Maybe all the pep talks I'd given myself about my co-workers being idiots were finally kicking in. Or maybe external validation is always a little disappointing, no matter what. The books I'd been reading weren't helping either. I had a whole stack by my bed that chronicled the ways advertising was making us all miserable. Who knows why I kept buying them? It's a chicken-egg question. Did I hate my job because I was reading the books, or was I reading the books because I hated my job? Either way, I couldn't get around what they had to say. That an economy based on buying stuff needed to keep us all dissatisfied and miserable, needed to keep us focused on what we didn't have instead of what we did, and needed to convince us that things like happiness and peace and beauty could be bought. Not the greatest water-cooler chit-chat. Later, it would occur to me to wonder if advertising in general was screwing over the entire world, or if my firm in particular was screwing over just me. I certainly wasn't paid enough, or recognized enough, or appreciated. But questions like that are a long time in the making. First, I had to have a little thing we might call a breakdown, or an epiphany neither of which was my intention. Here's what happened to the best of my recollection. The night before our big final presentation, my sister happened to send me an email link with the subject line, Booba Palooza. Because I was too wired about the next day to go to bed, I clicked on it. And there, I found miles and miles of mugshots of anonymous breasts belonging to real women. No faces, no bodies, just breasts. Breasts au naturel. Breasts in the wild. Breasts as Mother Nature intended. My sister just thought it was funny, but I had a different reaction. I could not stop scrolling through. I'd seen a lot of breasts on TV and in movies and on magazine covers in my life. Who hasn't? But I'd never seen anything like these real things. The variety was spellbinding. High ones, low ones, flat ones, full ones, close together, far apart, lopsided, droopy, wall-eyed, googly-eyed, water balloons, bags of sand, jellyfish, cactuses, bananas, prunes, and pickles. And this was the 18 to 32-year-old category. These were boobs in their prime. Under each photo, there was a caption written by the owner of the breasts, and each caption read something like this. These are my breasts. They're pretty droopy, or lopsided, or small, or dimpled, or ugly, or embarrassing, or pickle-shaped. Wish I could fix them. The comments ranged from vehement hatred to mild distaste. But nobody, absolutely nobody, said, Here are my boobs. Aren't they great? I find them delightful, and hallelujah. Nobody. I was slated to hit the office at nine the next morning in my stilettos to present the boobum campaign to everybody who mattered. But instead of getting to bed early as I'd planned, I stayed up until three in the morning browsing the photos. Something about the realness of the pictures on the site underscored the fakeness of the boobs in our ads. Something about the dignity of the real things made our hyped-up things seem ridiculous. The whole campaign suddenly seemed brash and loud and stupid and just plain rude in a way that I couldn't ignore. How had I never thought about this before? 
We were about to put a picture of a woman's cleavage getting branded on every bus in America for Pete's sake. I thought about all the normal women who had taken off their bras for the cameras. I thought about the bravery of stepping forward with your own imperfections to help others feel better about theirs. And all at once I felt ashamed of being part of the problem. I scanned the site until the images and the words bouncing in my brain became a cacophony of women's dissatisfaction and despair, building louder and louder to a crescendo that I could not shush. That is, until 4 a.m., when I clicked forward on my sister's email, selected the company-wide distribution list, and hit send. I sat back and nodded a little so-there nod. Then, in the quiet that followed... I realized what I'd done, sat straight up, choked in a little breath of panic, and started looking for a way to unsend that email, knowing all the while that there wasn't one.